Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with friend and co-host Higgins Success. We're back again this week. I know we took a little week off, blame me, but we're joined with a very, very, very special guest of mine and Higgins. Hey, client, friend, and professional wide receiver, Lucky Whitehead. Lucky, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. First and foremost, congratulations on the new deal. How's everything going? How do you feel? Are you excited? Yes, yes. Thank you uh, both for having me. Um, I'm super excited and uh, just to get the ball rolling again, just to get back into the swing of things and get back on schedule as far as football and just being around, just being around all the teammates. Right. Higgins, how's everything going? I'm doing good, doing good. Again, once again, man, thanks for coming on, Lucky, and congrats again on the new deal. Um, I appreciate y'all. Really had a, I had a really good weekend Um, this past Valentine's Day weekend, you know, just very chilled, laid back weekend, except for my mom. Um, my mom and my stepdad was their 10-year wedding anniversary, so oh. we, had a little, we had a little get-together, and I found out that my mom is quite of a bridezilla type. Okay, right? so, no, no, it's not <laughs> a bad thing. I mean, so very, very demanding and very, you know, detailed oriented and everything has to be a certain way. So uh, what's you know, wrong with that? Hey, I mean, again, hey, I'm I, not I feel personally <laughs> attacked. I'm not a bride, but I oh, mean, man, hello. I, I, felt, I felt bad for my stepdad all weekend. I was like, poor guy. I was laughing and feeling bad for him at the same time. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into it. So this is the time of the year where our new draft class, our 2021 draft class players are locked into training for the pro days. There is no combine this year. Let's take a moment of silence to be sad about that mm, okay so lucky i know this as your agent and as your friend you're looked up to by so many young athletes how was your experience training and preparing for the draft and i'm i've adapt adopted uh, higgins funny stories do you have any funny stories about the overall draft process um higgins loves funny stories uh. Uh, I mean, for myself personally, it was, it was definitely fun. Uh, I ended up leaving for the Atlantic and, uh, going to go train and prep for my pro day in, um, in Ohio. Take note guys. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, for myself, it was like, okay, I could stay in South Florida and train. Obviously it's the best as far as, okay, I'm gonna have weather, uh, you know, I could be outside all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, other distractions. I thought, right. I thought it was going to be a distraction for myself at the time. Being being as young as I was coming out, I didn't want to, like, I wanted to strictly focus on my training. And uh, so I decided to go out to Ohio. And uh, I ended up, I was I had a roommate uh, named Dale Roberts. And uh, he went to Marshall. So we kind of was familiar both coming out of conference usa and uh 
super humble, uh, just an all-around great dude, you know, and and every day we were just kind of grinding, but like for, mo for most athletes, when you get to like a facility, they give you like a, like they see your tape or whatever the case may be. So they kind of know their players. So when I, I had, I had a singer, like a little bowl game. I had, uh, God, it was in California. Are you went to NFLPA bowl? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this little <laughs> bowl game. Look, so I went to NFLPA PA bowl game and I'm doing my thing out in California and I come back and the trainer was like, yeah, I gave you 40 at like a four seven. And I was like, bro, I ain't been that. Ever. It'll be since middle school. If if that, <laughs> you feel me? Like, I like I ain't no four seven. Like you you about to pad your little, oh, he was a four seven guy when we got him. But I'm like, bro, that's don't put that on no paper. You feel me? Like, don't tell people y'all brought my damn four seven down to some four three. Like, that ain't what we about to do in my drive. I didn't even get to run it because I was gone to the NFLPA boat. But uh I was one of the guys that, like, you know, obviously 225 uh, is a big thing when you're coming out of college. I had uh, pre-tested 225 with, for three reps. And I got to my pro day. And, uh, like, the day before, I had did a couple reps on my own, and I hit it 15 times. Mm -hmm. on, on pro day, one of the scouts from the Raiders was like, what you about to do, little man? Like two. And I was like, this man don't even know I'm finna throw this weight around. Like, <laughs> I really been going crazy in the gym. I'm finna really throw this weight around. So I had just took my pre-workout. I get under the bar. Did you have Red Bull? Nah, not this time. Okay. I, this one I had my, I just had pre-workout. So I was on the C4. I was on my pre-workout. I get under the bar and then the adrenaline kick in. So now my heart racing. And I just I started repping out this 225. And at this point, I'm I'm repping out. And I'm at 12. I'm like, dang, I'm going crazy. <laughs> Next day, you know, I hit like 17. I'm like, okay. Oh my. And then I ended up, I ended up finishing at 20. So I was like, I broke the record as far as pre-test and actual test. Wow. With with 20. And I weighed in at 179. So oh, wow. I think out of that draft class, I was top two. I think nice. you were like the BB, but out of like, and then out of my, my draft class at FAU, I was number two as well. I think a DB I hit 21. So it was, a, it was a good time for me. Do you feel like being up in Ohio? Cause I mean, everyone that listens that's from the Midwest, I mean, you have someone coming from Boca Raton, Florida to Ohio. Um, you know, you very well could have stayed and gone, stayed in Boca, gone to Lauderdale, gone to Miami, you know, right. gone. Do you feel like that helped you, I would say, focus or just get out of the environment because you had gone to school in Florida, um, you know, FAU, and now you've moved to Ohio, you're in a new environment and it kind of brought you in a different like headspace. Did that happen or no? Yeah, I mean, it was my senior year and I didn't play much my junior year so I knew my senior year I needed to buckle down I needed mm -hmm. to ball out I needed to do everything I could to make it to the next level and I knew Perfect. that so it was a no-brainer for me you know what I mean just because I was if I was gonna get into training I was gonna get into training all out I was 
I, I wasn't going to be worried about school. I was going to be straight training. I needed to, like, I know what I wanted. And uh, I felt like just being in Florida at the time was just not going to be a good fit. Because, like I said, I already went to school there. I was just going to have temptations as far as just not focusing on what I needed to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. At that time, you're getting, you're getting an allowance from your agent. You're getting, you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be, you just all this stuff is going on. And it's like, I don't need to be around that. So I just wanted to go somewhere where I could just buckle down. And that's kind of where I was. I was in the sticks. <laughs> it was cold. We had a shuttle pick us up, take us to the gym. We had a shuttle drop us off, and we were kind of in a hotel all day. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we had our PlayStations. I so mean, we was just like I said, we were out now we in a hotel, but it's kind of like a suite. Hey, we it's both good for we your both plugged too. up. We both plugged up on that Wi-Fi. You feel me? And just got it in all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a business decision, and I think that's something that um, I love. I love that because I, I knew I knew you tried in Ohio, but you know, you made a business decision for yourself, um, for what you needed to do. You easily could have been like, I want to stay in the warmth and I want to, you know, maybe on a Friday night, I might want to, you know, go somewhere that I'm familiar with and be, you know, around distractions. I mean, there's no denying that there's distractions in South Florida. Um, so, you know, you made a business decision. So no, that's awesome. And I mean, it paid off, right? So definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely, you know, that's for me, you know, when we sign or when I sign a player or whatnot, that's one of the biggest things, obviously, is deciding on a training facility. You can say and, we. I, I echo this. Right. And for, for for us, you know, it's it tells me a lot about a player based on that facility, right? Because right. it's basically, okay, why are you choosing that? Now, are you choosing it because, you know, you heard – for instance, this year, oh, maybe a top five pick is going to be there. So you want to be there? You know, are you choosing it because maybe you heard, hey, it's in Miami or it's in, you know, it's in Boca and you want to, you know, you heard about the pretty ladies and you want to go down to South Beach. Like, why are you choosing this facility? And sometimes the only thing some of the players have to say is, oh, well, I heard it's a good place. So then it's like, okay, do you know a trainer there? Like, do you have a relationship with a trainer there? So there are certain things that I look for and I look in when I'm trying to get a facility, right? Because, I mean, they're all going to do pretty much the same job, right? Yeah. They all pretty much went to school for, you know, training and they have their certifications. And so basically it's the ambiance that you're looking for. You know, it's like mm-hmm. picking college all over again, right? You know yeah. you're going to play football. You know there's going to be a locker room, right? You know there's going to be a weight room. But some of those locker rooms are a little nicer, right? Some of the weight rooms are a little nicer. and right. You know, nicer doesn't always mean production, right? Yeah. We, we've seen Amen plenty of nice locker rooms and guys go out and get beat by the team that just jumped off the bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that's what's up, that you was mature enough to at that age to say, you know what, I need to go away, you know, because it's hard to leave Boca, man. I, I can oh, tell yeah. you that. All right, so, you know, just leading into my question. All right, so basically, you know, you've played – couple seasons in the NFL and now you're in the Canadian league and I want to know as far as you're concerned what are some of the biggest adjustments that you've had to make on the field maybe off the field right so you know going maybe it's a weather change or you know traveling I'm pretty sure it's a little different you know traveling in the NFL versus traveling in the CFL 
So can you touch on some of the adjustments that you've had to make as a player, you know, both on and off the field? Uh, As far as me leaving from, like, Winnipeg, it's uh, one of the adjustments I had to make. Yes, definitely the weather was crazy. Uh, But, uh, like, the the facilities is a lot, you know what I mean? It's a lot different. Uh, The fans, you know, the, the, the stadiums, are a lot different. Uh, as far as my play, you gotta, I'm used to running a 10 yard dig on the ball. Now I'm running the 10 yard dig 20 yards because I'm doing a 10 yard start before mm-hmm. the ball, you know what I mean? So funny, so we, had to, we had to travel to Saskatchewan. <laughs> Your and this is, uh, this is a preseason game for me. So, but it's, it's my first, what is my, yeah, this is my first like, introduction into the into the league kind of thing and I think it was a day after day after my birthday and I had uh so we all just kind of excited especially the rookies because we, we ain't never done this before so I'm talking to who ended up being my roommate I'm like like bro I just want to make a play I just want to do this I think I had like three catches that game for like 80 yards in a tub but like on the way back we 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 were dealing with like a big, a big storm and everybody just like, but like when you're in the league, it's one plane and everybody is one plane. And that at that time it was, somebody got on the first plane, they left, they beat the storm. They was already back in Winnipeg. We riding through the storm right now. It was two different planes, you know what I mean? And it was- Two planes. Right, it was just <laughs> do y'all thing, see y'all, we see y'all, <laughs> and it was and it was based off of like who got dressed faster, like who got on that first bus. Oh, like, I would have been stuck. Oh man, forever. Hey. And like I said, I had just it was my I was a rookie and I just had a good game. I had scored a touchdown for like right. seventy some yards off a of, off a of taking some a six yard off a six yard pass. You know what I mean? So it was like <laughs> I'm talking to media. I'm, answering to my phone like I'm just taking a little trying to get acclimated with everything but uh one of the big things is like when you get like when you fly anywhere you don't have meetings in the league you got a meeting in a little bit like once you get there you got special teams meeting you got OND real quick CFL man we'll see y'all at the game the next day and if you miss the bus just get to the game and that was even, even if you even was to come home. Like if you miss that plane, find you gotta find a way home. And then when you find your way home and you make it to meetings, you gotta bring like milk and donuts or some shit. Like <laughs> importance. It was it was I mean it had its it had its mixtures as far as the fans and everything as well. I mean, you became a fan favorite. That's the job, man. You gotta you gotta win their hearts quick. I mean, that's I mean. And that's kind of who I am, though. I'm, I'm a little give myself at like at heart as far as the game and just watching it and being like a. I put myself in those kids' shoes, or whether it's a kid or or a grown up. You know what I mean? They get mm-hmm. starstruck off stuff like that. And like when you're able to talk to guys out there, it's just like oh, it's motivation. Whether yeah. they're not even a football player, they want to just. I'm talking to a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Should go a long way. I know I didn't get that when I was growing up. 
going into kind of a nice little entrance into my next topic when we were talking um to some of your fans what was it like a month ago um on the zoom when they were asking uh you a couple questions about football and playing you know I think it was something about going from the NFL to the CFL and you spoke about falling in love with the game of football again and obviously we're not going to go too much into it but I mean as all of us do we go through these ups and downs of life I like to call it waves you know you're on a high high and then you get to a low low and sometimes it brings you whatever you don't have to be an athlete anyone has gone through this where you kind of question what am I doing is this it you know I've had it so many times as an agent like is this it Sam like this is this it like we had to think about it and you spoke about you fell in love with the game of football again can you talk a little bit about kind of that and like the mental and emotional um kind of aspect of that statement because I think that it's so strong like that's such a strong statement Uh, a little brief well it was more so like after the whole miss allegations and and being released in Dallas uh you know the you know the wrongful termination in my mind uh Mm -hmm. but going to New York Mm -hmm. and I had dealt with back-to-back season injuries but I felt like I was doing everything as far as leading up to OTAs or training camp to you know prepare to not only be on spec, like not only to be a, the starting returner, but to play on offense, to be to help on the on the offense side, mm-hmm. and um, you know just the broken foot when I got there, and I was right after the Cowboy situation. I had broke my foot like two weeks in. It was back to back. Right, and then I was out, I think twelve weeks. Uh I finally tried to heal myself and I think I had, once I finally healed it all up, I was feeling good. I came back to OTAs and I get a compliment from the special teams coach, like, Hey, whatever you're doing on offense, keep doing it. They're talking about you. Just keep balling. I'm like, bad. I think like a few days later in practice, I pulled my hamstring and, uh, I don't know if I try to rush back or just come back too soon, but I just know I needed to get the ball rolling again. And I just kind of try to warm up right before we played the Giants. And I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't run. I can't like, I can't stop. So it's no point. It's no point. And I got released again. I was kind of on like a little IR, but it was just like, like how, you know what I mean? I was, I just dealt with a season injury and I'm coming back here. And like, I've never really been hurt. Like I've had some injuries in my life, but it was never affected me with playing. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, like, what's next? Like, what, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. So when I pull my hamstring, I'm doing treatment. I got the option to leave and go do treatment where I wanted to. So I went to Dallas to do treatment at Exos because I had, I was familiar with the PT there because when I broke my foot. And, uh, I mean, I went back 
I got back, I did a PRP injections. People don't know what that is. I pretty much took blood from my good legs, my good leg, my good hamstring and put it in where the bat is. And they just kind of like spin up the little stuff, whatever. And they put it, they shoot the blood back in there. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to hit, speed up the healing process. And uh, when I got back to New York, it was kind of like, I was healthy, but mentally I wasn't. Mm-hmm. so I was always scared to do certain things and it was just like okay so I'm seeing people I'm like so how do I get past that how do I do that and it was never like I feel 100 percent it was right yeah I, mean, I was kind of just in a funk with everything and it was just kind of like ah, what, 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 what are we doing and mm-hmm. then I got off the field issues now now going on right so mm-hmm. Now I'm just all over the place, and now I'm just like, I'm not about to listen to nobody. I'm gonna just yeah. do. It. I'm gonna just do what I want to do. I was questioning my faith. I was questioning football, and then I try to get into something, and then boom, I get a call from Winnipeg, and I'm like, okay, we got a little something going on here. So I was like, shit, I don't know nothing about Canada football. Like I don't know nothing about the CFL. I seen it, but it's cold. Right. Yeah, look, I, I, ain't know, <laughs> I ain't know nothing about Winnipeg. I was just like, man, I'm I'm just trying to play. I'm not the heard of the CFL. I know what they do, but I ain't really, I never sat down and watched the whole game. Right. So I'm just trying to get back into the ropes of things. And then when I started to, I was like, okay, I got to buckle down and really train. So when I get down to Winnipeg, I was like, okay, this shit kind of fun. Right. I'm, I'm catching the ball. They throwing me deep. Oh, I'm not just returning it. Next thing you know, I get there. I'm like, I'm starting receiver. I'm not even, I'm not even returning. Like I'm not even catching <laughs> on. They got somebody else back there. I'm like, shit, it's straight. Right. <laughs> so then my first preseason game, I go crazy. My first like regular season game, I do okay. I'm still kind of filling it out. My second preseason game, I go seven catches for 155, two tubs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> we balling. We playing football, having fun with it though. Like it was actually fun. And then mm-hmm. obviously winning the Great Cup helped, but like as the whole season, it just was like a like I felt like I was just having like I was myself and enjoying football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you found it again and, and it 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 was clear. You know, I feel like you went through such a period where it was rushed first and foremost, and you didn't have time to process it. You really didn't. And that's the reality of it. Um, I mean, we've all gone through gone through things and you have time. You know, you didn't. You know, you're expected to go from one thing to the other. And I think that's the thing we don't talk about in athletics is the mental health aspect of it when, you know, you go through something traumatic you know, that the whole country and world sees, and then you're expected to go do something else immediately and also be this professional person that, you know, is likable and X, Y, and Z. And if you have a bad day, it's blasted on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, See, that makes me so happy to see that you found that. And I know that it shows. That's all I can say. It definitely shows. Thank you. Now that that's awesome, man, to just hear that and you know, kind of just get a, a bit of your story or whatnot. And while we on this topic with that, it kind of reminded me today. I was on Twitter and um I saw a video of Draymond Green. I guess it was post-game conference um last night or the night before. 
and he was talking about how he's unhappy with the way that players are the, the, the expectation that the league places on the players that are not placed on the teams or the front office. And he was talking about, you know, guys like James Harden getting killed for wanting a trade, but then it's okay for teams to publicly announce that they're planning on trading a guy, right? Or, you know, for guys like Anthony Davis who got fined when he publicly said he wanted to be traded, he was fined like 100K. But now, you know, you got the Detroit Pistons that's holding out Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin because they plan on trading those guys very soon. So everyone expect those guys to remain professional about it, right? They don't, you can't go out and speak on certain things, but the the mental part and Draymond was getting a bit to, you know, how would you, how do you not be mentally affected by that as a player, knowing that my current employer don't want me here, right? But I have to still show up to work every day, be on the sidelines or show up, you know, in shape and things like that. So, yeah. you know, it's, and when we yeah, and our, be all for the for the organization. Right. And, and and I must admit, you know, even as an agent, I still I'm still a fan of the game. So there are times where I find myself thinking like a fan, but then I got to put my agent cap back on. I got to put my business cap back on and say, okay, wait a minute. I understand why this player is not, is unhappy. Oh, I understand why this player is coming out and saying some of the things they're saying because you know it's 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 definitely not a fair not a fair trade for for some professional athletes for sure so right. it, it's that that's big man to see you back out there and having fun and you know I had a buddy of mine from Florida in a similar situation Chris Rainey you know he was drafted I think fourth round by the Steelers mostly as a return guy and had a couple off the field stuff and, but he's playing in Canada and he's been there for maybe the last six years. And every time we talk, he loves it, you know, and, and early in the career in the Canada, I used to ask him like, rain, man, you plan on coming back to the league? And, you know, he's like, no, nah, man, I'm having fun. Like I'm dancing again after touchdowns. I'm not getting fined for it. You know? So it's just different things that, you know, you can see that happen is back, man. And, yeah. and so I'm happy for guys like you, like you and rainy, man. And that boy on BC, okay. Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Yeah, I talked about with him uh, when we played Toronto, man. I'm a big fan of that boy. Yes, so, sir. What you got for me, Sam? What else you got? Higgins, it's your yeah. turn. So, okay, so, <clears throat> right, so yeah, it's my turn, man. I was just getting, you know, I was, I was hyped, man. He's in his feelings. <laughs> no, well, I mean, just listening to his story, you know what I mean? Like, I really, no. you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to hear more of it. I'm pretty sure, you know, he probably has some plans to, you know, but so I'm definitely. I mean, he has a pretty good agent. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to set up that exclusive. Most man. definitely, right? Most definitely, man. But um, so obviously, again, you know, you having to spend, having spent some, some time in both leagues or whatnot, you know, I want to know, do you have any favorite memories from the NFL or the CFL? And also, are there any veteran players that, you know, when you broke in each league that kind of, you know, landed a hand or served as a mentor to you, you know, that 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 stuck with you? Like, okay, this guy showed me how to do this. You know, he taught me about the ice tub or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I say the league, I'll talk about the league first, uh, obviously. Uh, I, I mean, as far as the receiver room, it was – I mean, we was we was pretty thick. We was pretty tight. Uh, so at the time, it was so my first year was 
what me, Devin Street, uh, Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams. And uh we were all pretty cool. I hung out with, with Terrence a lot more than I than I hung out with everybody else, but it was a real, you know what I mean, close knit. You know what I mean? Just kind of just take take care of each other. I know a lot of people had or a lot of people still do. If you're a rookie, you gotta like take out the vets and 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 go feed them type type of type of deal. Uh, when I had came in and signed, it was they I was undrafted. It was like shit. You ain't you gonna get you already got what you got. You good, man. You got your little sign up bonus, man. We ain't gonna try to take your little bread from you. Know what I mean, you ain't gonna try to take your little bread. Oh from man, they, they, they better than me, man. I would at least right. had you pull up some Wendy's or something. Yeah, nah, yeah. man. We was, we, was, we was real cool. Uh, definitely had each other's backs. Uh, same way as the next year. Like I said, me and Terrence Williams was real close, especially off the field. We hung out a lot. Uh, once I got to Canada, uh, kind of the same way. Once you made the team, it was kind of, all right, this is what, this is how I go around here. This is why we be doing things. This, this coach, this is how you got to kind of move around them. Uh, Darvin Adams was a big guy for myself out there and for Winnipeg. He was definitely one of the OGs. And, uh, I was actually, we both played to the boundary side. I was in the slot. He was on the outside. So even if I knew what I was supposed to do on certain plays, he still would tell me like, hey, this is what you got. Hey, like it didn't matter if it was a run. Like he would always help me. And then off the field, he was definitely, he always cooked for the receivers. So he was a big guy on the grill. Mm. And uh, yeah, he made the best wings, yo. I had been going for <laughs> He made the best wings. And uh, I mean, and then a lot of the guys, like when I was in Dallas, I, I used to hang out with the D-line a lot. So like they did, they did uh, D line dinners every Thursday. And, and there's Lockie. <laughs> yeah, every every Thursday at a, at a at a random restaurant, and I was always going. And you was always <laughs> I, I was always were. there. I was there every Thursday. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. I just found out in the locker room like where we at. They're like, bro, we here. I'm say less. So when I had left and went to New York, funny story. I had left and went to New York. So like once all this stuff had happened, I had got released. I get to New York, I'm playing in New York. When I had broke my foot, I came back to Texas. You feel me? For uh for my treatment. It happened to be one of these Thursdays and season was in. <laughs> I made a few texts. They like we here. I said say less. That- <laughs> I still got pictures and videos I have pulled up. Mind I'm in a boot. I got a whole scooter. Like, <laughs> and, he scooted uh, on in the Thursday D-line dinner. Turned up with the homies. Everybody I ain't know because it was a couple new couple new D-line in there. But I knew most of the, you know what I mean? The, the people with the bread, the real money, I knew them. <laughs> You knew who he had. You knew who he had to know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I got to, I got to kick it with the boys. Had another Thursday dinner. Anyways, I had a I asked a couple of people questions. Well, my intern, shout out to my intern, but he wants to know about Blitz and about your dogs because your dogs have more followers than Higgins and I combined, probably times two. Um, so talk to us about Blitz and Basil and what is going on. I mean, they're, they're celebs here. 
I mean, they really are. <laughs> Blitz is definitely the guy. Uh, he is. I mean, definitely my guy. You've uh, had Blitz got, through everything, haven't you? Yeah, I got him out, and uh, he was in San Diego. Breeder had kind of hit me up and was like, "Hey, you want a dog?" They were cowboy fans. I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." You feel me? I didn't need no dog at the time. He hit me back when the dogs had grew up a little more. And he sent me a picture, and I'm like, dang, this young look. This young look, all right. <laughs> so I had uh, made a call and had someone uh, go look at the dog just to see, make sure they was legit, everything was straight, mm-hmm. the dog looked good. And, uh, you know, I mean, I got the okay as far as everything was, everything was what it was. And uh, I made the purchase. But mind you, he was already bought before I told him to go. <laughs> before I told him to go look at the dog, I had already sent my money in. Of course you did. But, uh, I mean. I fell in love with him quick. I was I was in Texas. I was living alone. I was like, man, I might as well. I'm a big dog person. Uh, I had two dogs already at home back in Virginia. So I was like, why not? And uh, it ended up being... Um, amazing like just everything about him the, his temperament uh i mean it's just one of the best dogs i have ever you know what i mean ever had and then you got basil here that i just bought so i just like girl. i want to get into like breeding dogs and so like nowadays i'm just constantly just on instagram looking at a lot of dogs and i'm just kind of learning obviously right now but uh you know, it's an exciting thing for me. It's another little adventure that I wanted to try out. And uh, it's a lot more. It's a little backstory with Blitz, but I ain't going to get too deep into that right now. I will say, you ladies, find someone that treats you like Lucky treats Blitz. Before right. his workout in Texas, I'm driving. Lucky's sitting in the backseat, you know, and he's on FaceTime. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know, I, I assumed, and he's like, Blitz, 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 like on FaceTime with Blitz. I was like, wow, <laughs> Wait, find someone the dog? way Lucky treats Blitz and yeah, you will have the best life. When I'm gone, stuff too much. So I gotta, like gotta, he, he knows the sound of my truck. So like, if he's down in the basement sleep and he hear that, <laughs> he hear that truck turn on or pulling up, he, he in the window, like, what's good? So like, <laughs> I could easily like walk into the house and he'll be standing right at the front door. Wow. He know he know the sound of that truck. I got videos of just of proof of him just like, oh, he must be outside. That's my yeah, that's. I was like, who's he on Facetime with? Blitz. Got a birthday, Blitz. Got a birthday coming up, March seventh. Happy early birthday, Blitz! Yeah, Everyone follow up. Blitz I'm on Instagram. Right. The steak, all that. Always oh, gonna get <laughs> that twenty four. Yeah, steak. steak. That's a whole hours. nother show talking <laughs> about steak. steak. Yeah, Oscar style. Oh my gosh! Yeah, steak. Every time I've eaten with Lucky, all we we have steak. <laughs> Lots yeah. of steak. That, that's why he did those twenty reps of two twenty five. Steak. If you, anyone listening, so my, the- my meal every day for like because I had to gain weight at the time was like it was a. Uh, Chicken Alfredo from uh, Jason's Deli. Okay. 
Yeah, Every single Bailey. day I had that was like part of my training. That was that was my meal. <laughs> right. right. Jackie's so probably gonna up. cringe if she's hearing this. <laughs> no, then, Jason, but Jason Daly is it's it's healthy. It's good. Though. It's good. Right. Yeah. I, and then I, so if if I had like a, a cheat day, I was I was doing the hibachi thing because it was right next to the hotel. How's that a cheat? <laughs> so I said like ugh, kinda. That's like that's healthy. Kind of. Not the oil. I don't know. Oil, the grease, whatever the case. (laughs) All right. Wrapping it up. Last question. Lucky, if you could give current college players this year's draft class, um, any free agent player, younger players, players in general, um, any advice you've learned from your career, what you've gone through, um, you know, and just from your story, because your story is absolutely amazing. Uh, what would that advice be? Take the adversity, you know, head on. Uh, you know, the, the glory, does it, it won't. I mean, to some, very fortunate, very blessed as far as getting drafted or, you know, I mean, making a team, you know, uh, scoring a touchdown, getting an interception, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's the fight is never it's never over. Yeah, you know I mean, just because you didn't you didn't get a call, or you didn't you didn't get on a team, you didn't get on a you didn't make a roster. You know what I mean? Keep grinding, keep working. You know what I mean? Stay stay the course, because you never you never know when a call is gonna come your way, mm-hmm. and like it can come at any moment. You know what I mean? So just like I said, stay the course, keep grinding you know, and, and, and stay on the right path. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy, it's easy to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, I, I never really understood when I was growing up, my mom would always say it's easy to, you know, it's easy to get in trouble. It's hard as hell to get out of, you know, and I, and I believe that it's a lot of stuff that you've done when you're younger, it, it can come back or, you know I mean, even in college, that's it. It finds its way back. You know what I mean? And be as honest as possible as far as when you're dealing with with scouts or coaches. Because if they ask you something, they know the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're not just bringing stuff up to just bring it up. You know what I mean? They want your honesty. They want to know if you grew from it. They want to know how they you... They want to see how you're going to approach right, it. Right. They want to see how you move on from it and what's next. Okay? This mentality and stuff like that. So... That's what I. That's what I tell them. Yeah, that's a mic drop right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> you left me speechless, and that never happened. I seen Sam's face. She's like, mm, I don't know what to say. <laughs> that, that was, <laughs> she might as well send a cash up right now, man. She got to pay for that one. <laughs> go buy some Alfredo. Right. Go buy some. Go buy some steak. Go get some hey. steak. <laughs> he always gets steak. No. Uh, but I mean, thank you, man. We really appreciate you coming on today. And before we let you go, though, you know, just for our view, our listeners out there, man, just want to share your social media pages with them so they can know where to follow you and, you know, just to check out your dogs. Now, go, now yeah. I'm going to go follow your dogs page, man. Yeah, yeah they're going to hey, be verified yeah. well before us. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my Instagram is at luck too fast. My dog's Instagram is at blitz too fast. Mm-hmm. That's number two. Uh, fast F A S T. Uh, 
Twitter is luck too fast. That's two T's at the end. Uh, the number two, F-A-S-T, fast. Um, Thank you so much for coming stars, on. Man. Y'all can see me grinding. Uh, Snapchat, y'all can see me grinding at must be luck 11. I grind on there pretty much every day. You can see my workouts on there mostly. I post my workouts on there. Uh, Listening to, to good music or, or eating good food. What about video games? Oh, that too. I'm on. Listen, I'm on it right now. <laughs> my, my boy already texted me talking about joining the chat. I'm like, I'm on a little Zoom call right now. I can't. I'm on the podcast with with with, with the family right now. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta wait. Oh man, that, that's what's up, man. Like I said, we know I really really appreciate you, man, and taking the time out to chat with us. Uh-huh. I learned a lot about you, man. So you know, definitely. You know, even more of a fan of yours now, and I'll definitely be tuned in and catching as many games as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vancouver, we're gonna do some big things this year. I know that for sure, and uh, it's about to it's about to be a a great, great, great season. And I'm, a, you know, proud agent. Hashtag. Hey. <laughs> All right. So for everyone out there, be sure to subscribe and tune in each and every Friday morning on your favorite podcast platform. Shout out to NFL Draft Diamonds. My man Damon over there doing good work. I'm watching and listening to all your interviews with draft prospects, man. So keep it up, Mm -hmm. definitely. And as always, help me help you. Show me the money. Hey. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube